Welcome to the Mobile App Makers Podcast, the podcast where I interview mobile app creation experts from all disciplines so we can learn from them. Well, welcome everybody. Today I have the pleasure to interview Yuan De. He's a former product manager for monetization at Happen and is now a product manager at Purchasely. His job was to make money through in-app purchases in a very competitive and complex market. That is the dating app. He had to make things work for more than 16 countries that are different in terms of purchasing powers and dating culture from India to France through Brazil. Now, for his new job at Purchasely, he's making in-app purchases in easy for independent developers and big corporations who want to make money out of their app. Welcome, Johan. Do you want to say a few more things? Hello, everyone. So as you said, uh, I was former uh, a former uh, product manager um, at Appen, specialized on monetization. But first of all, I was myself a developer, and then I chose to explore the product part of digital product development, which means understand the users, answer the needs, and organize the development team to deliver the best for the users. And I really enjoy what I do today. Great, great. Sounds like a great experience. And last time we talked, you mentioned that your happen when they switch from advertising to subscription. Can you give some background as to how that decision happened? Actually, it was even before I joined Happen, uh, right before, which was in 2018. But I have some clues why the, the switch was made. You know, keeping privacy is a big deal today. And as you could guess, dating is kind of intimate for users. So it's really important that their privacy is really respected uh, in these apps, dating apps. But making money out of ads mean tracking, mean targeted content. And that's why Appen uh, went to a subscription and in-app purchases. And in addition of that, uh, going to a freemium business model allows your company to develop a better relationship with the user, engage them, uh, get retention. And in so many aspects, it's really a good opportunity for um, a company to make that move, especially of course, since Apple pretty much killed IDFA and so ads last year. That makes things complicated for the ad business model. In your opinion, why are subscription better than in-app purchases? Actually, subscription are part of in-app purchases, but I think subscription is really best than one-time purchase because it allows you to engage your users for more time as easy as that. So you have more retention since they have a subscription running that auto-renews itself. So you can get more money out of that, which is what we are talking today. And you, you will have an active community of power users. You will be able to develop a preferred way to communicate with your power users, which is a really good opportunity to develop and to develop your product and to push further the promises and the features, your core features of your products. And uh, at the end, yeah, as a product guy, I'd say it allows you to better understand the users, what they really need and why they love your product and, and push everything further and the answers to their issue and the core experience of your app, of your product. And from your experience working on subscription and monetization, what advice would you give to CEO out there that are contemplating a similar path to go to subscription? 
the best advice I could give them is go live ASAP and like iterate and build while doing, build the features that will be included in your subscription with your users. Use tools such as Typeform and so many others so you will be able to, to really get why the users love your app and what will be okay to pay for. Just jump on it and build while you're doing. Because you don't want to spend like six months of your roadmap building a subscription features that may be core to your product and discover at the end of the six months that it was something else that the user were ready to buy. The usage can be different than what the user are ready to pay for. For example, on the music industry, like in, for Spotify, we can think that a great feature for, for the subscription could be a better quality, better music quality. And actually, one of the best triggers for the Spotify subscription was the offline uh, listening. And so why the first users were using Spotify was to listen music. So we could have thought that, okay, let's go push that further for the paying user. So let's make a better quality music. But no, it was something else on the side that, that made user paid for it. Then the downside of in-app purchases is the complexity. Uh, yeah, so the downside on implementing in-app purchases might be the complexity of the multiple stores because you, you will use the App Store from Apple the Play Store from Google, the Huawei App Gallery, and even maybe the Amazon Store to power all your in-app purchases and to be able to do that through all that store, that might be quite complex because each of them has their own vocabulary, features, way to implement, and the data isn't aggregated in one place. Plus, you have to configure many things in each of these stores. And actually, that's what we're doing at Purchasely and trying to make all of that easy so you don't have to make your developing forces to focus on pure monetization administration to implement like a new paywall, the UI where your user will buy your product and you will be able to, to make your forces focus on your core products. We want to make that easy so you don't have to tear your roadmap to implement a new feature just announced at the Google I.O. on WWDC. We offer you easy and fast implementation, as well as tools to iterate in terms of UI and UX, so, such as complete retention flows and get your data just in one place so you can understand the landscape of your users and your subscription business and grow faster. That's great. You know, one of the things that really resonated that you said earlier in the answer is make sure you're iterating, make sure you work with your customer to understand what they really are willing to pay. And that might be different than the most used feature in the app, for example. And so Happen is an international company. How was that impacting the monetization strategy and the implementation? That was a big deal for us because we have important markets around the world, such as uh, we have a big market in Europe but as well in India and uh, in Brazil, of course, the North America as well, Turkey, many countries around the world. And as you said earlier, and purchase power of this country is really different. Of course, there is another big issue when you are in dating app is the culture. And of course, the culture in Brazil and in India is really different about dating. 
And that was a big challenge. And that's why having um, the product team uh, being in charge of the monetization strategy was really interesting, I think, as a product guy, because as a product, the product manager, you have to, to focus on the users, to understand them, to put yourself in, in at their place, to discuss with them. And so it was really interesting to have a product point of view uh, of the monetization uh, with uh, such different culture. And the strategy was a bit different because like in Turkey, the one-time purchase, as well as in India, the one-time purchase would be a better or preferred option uh, for the users. But for example, in Europe, uh, users don't have any problem with subscription system because they have fixed revenues and for many reasons, um, because of, of our lifestyle and our culture, it's easier to get into the subscription model than in those countries where for many people, they don't know if they will have the same income the next month. So the, um, the renewable subscription was harder uh, in those countries. Yeah, interesting. So it really means like almost two completely different approach and implementation based on the culture and the country, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Like, of course, our, our subscription was available in India, in Turkey, in South America, but with the same feature in it. But uh, of course, the price wasn't the same as in, Europe, as in Europe because of the purchase power. And we saw that we were making more money out of the one-time purchases than we do in Europe and less money on subscription model. And so your auto-promotion in your app and your marketing strategy around your monetization will obviously be different thanks to that data, that learnings. Apple introduced family sharing recently. Can you explain what it is and how it impacts uh, your potential monetization strategy? Family sharing was, I think, first used with, uh, on Spotify and Netflix. And then Apple made it available for in-app purchases on the App Store. So um, it's pretty simple. Once the users set up that they were in one family in their App Store settings, the users, as a developer, you can state when you configure products that it can be it's available for family sharing. And if a user on that family uh, buy that product, then all the family will be able to to use the features that are included in the subscription. I think it's really a good opportunity for many apps and many companies. For Appen, it wasn't a big feature because dating is not, I think, something you want to share with your family. As we said earlier, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty intimate. But uh, for many for many apps, we saw that it allows you as, as an app to get more money out of the subscription because the user will be able to share with multiple users. And the most important KPI that you, you will get out of the family sharing will be stickiness. The user will tend to have longer retention on the family sharing products because, you know, for Spotify, again, I have a family plan with my family, with my mother and dad. And if I want to switch to let's say, Apple Music, I will have to tell them that they have to switch, they have to download the Apple Music app, and I will have to take the time to teach them how to use the Apple app, and I don't have the time for that. So I just simply stick with my Spotify uh, subscription, 
And yeah, so as many people using the subscription, the users will tend to get it for more long time. So from a company perspective, it's really about getting more people in the app and getting more users because in the end, they're not getting more money, right? For those extra users. Well, you, you will get extra users, as you said, but it's your decision if you will get more money or not. You have to create a product, a plan, a subscription in the store, in the App Store, in the Play Store, Huawei, App Gallery, etc. And when you create the plan, you decide the price. So for the plan, which you will make available for family sharing, you, you can decide that the price will be higher than the plan with, without the family sharing option. So it's your decision. And I think it makes sense that the family sharing plan will be more expensive. But in the end, you, you will get more users into your subscription model. And so more active users, engaged users, and the plan that you sold should uh, live for longer than a plan w that only one user will, will use. If people want to work on their monetization strategy, do you have some resources, maybe some websites where they can go read and learn more about this? Medium. You, you can find a lot of articles in Medium that are pretty well written. You can obviously follow the Purchasely blog. That's something interesting. You have another podcast, I guess. All right, so we'll put the link to that podcast in the show notes for people to go find out. That was actually the last question I had for you, Johan. If my listener wants to learn more about you, learn more about what you do at Purchasely, you mentioned that they can go to Purchasely blog. Where can they go to learn more about you? The best way to contact me or get in touch with me is uh, through LinkedIn. Just feel free to, to add me to your contact and I'll be happy to, to share with you. I'll put the link in the show notes. Well, Johan, thank you very much for joining me on the Mobile App Makers podcast today. And I'm looking forward to another chat later when you guys launch more features. Thanks for listening to the Mobile App Makers podcast. I'm Olivier Destrebeck. You can find more info on building mobile apps at mobileappmakers.chat.